Welcome to everyone's favorite podcast, It's Reclaimed Audio, with your hosts, Phil Pinsky, Bill Lutz, and Tim Sway. Welcome everybody to this week's episode of Reclaimed Audio. This is episode 223 for February 19th, 2020. My name is Phil Pinsky. With me, as always, is the very well-dressed Bill Lutz and the very real Tim Sway. This week's top Patreon <laughs> Groundhog <are>. Day. <laughs> Take two. Lakeside Woodcrafter, Stu Morrison, the Godfather, Jimmy DeResta. Scott Turner, Greg Mead, Chad Grossclaws, Shane Bronson, Jeff Shaw, Infinite Craftsman, LiquidRC.com, Jim Bashirs, Paul Jackman, the boys over at Maybe I've Said Too Much, Creator Nader, Wesley Treat, Rob Ray, Darren Mattis, Kling Spore, Joshua Alexander, Isotunes, Tim Holliner, and Gangi and Pop Pop Makerspace. Uh, this is going to sound strange because we've already had this conversation and now you know where it's going, but I just want to highlight this little uh, back and forth that I had with Wesley Treat on his channel this morning when he released a uh, video and... Uh, Apparently, there might be like a Jimmy Kimmel kind of Matt Damon rivalry going on between Tim and Wes now because, uh, I don't know, he's very upset with you. I told him, he mentioned in his video where he does this router table table build that he's going to be at WorkbenchCon. I wrote in the comments that I won't be there, but please give a sticker to Tim because he's going to be there. And you can, I guess I'll meet up with him at one point. He wrote back, not until he apologizes. I said, what? You know, we, we... And he said... Go ahead. Yeah? What? Well, I, I, I was just thinking, you know, we should tell people that this is our second go-around. We had some audio difficulty. And the first time, we kind of made light of this, but... Um, so, second time around, now that you say it again, Tim, what did you do? <laughs> I'm sure I'll find out at WorkbenchCon, because I sure as heck don't know. Um, he said that you did something to him on the last night of Maker Camp. I remember so. I remember hanging out and talking with people, and I remember Wes being there and talking with him, but I don't remember anything particularly offensive, although it, I could have Is it possible been. that you barely remember talking to Wes, that maybe that's part of the problem? The old snub. Well, I remember talking to a lot of people, and I don't remember any of the conversations I had. So You keep saying that, and you don't understand how insulting that is. I remember talking to a lot of people. Yeah, maybe that's not Wes making was in there. I'm very I'm important. sure it doesn't make Wes feel better. Yeah. Yeah, so I think we've, I think we've, uh, well, I think like we've uncovered the murder on the Orient Express. Yeah. Like, so well, we like I, like I, one. like I said before, when we were having our audio issues, uh, if I did offend Wesley, I sincerely apologize. It was never my intent to upset or offend anybody. Not good enough. No, but, personally, but, and that's right. exactly yes. what Phil said. Is not good enough. So, not good enough. So I will, I will hang my hat in my hands. And uh, I will beg for forgiveness, Wes. In a couple days, I'll I'll see you at uh, at WorkbenchCon, but Phil won't be there. So I I'm gonna say for Wes, uh, I'm gonna say <laughs> you this son of a gun in Wes's behalf. Um, you said you'll you'll see I'll see you, Wes, in a couple of days, and I'm gonna reply not if I see you first. Great. <laughs> Hashtag insert cricket sound. <laughs> 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 oh dear. Okay. Bill, Bill, you, you probably had good practice at this, but why don't you let us know what you're working on? Well, uh, <laughs> once again. <laughs> so ridiculous. I, I am working on, I've been talking about uh, the, the Harbor Freight uh, work table that I found, and I want to, I like the size of that, but I want to beef it up and I want to make it better. So I'm incorporating uh, my old workbench in the garage, which is too big, and I'm going to use some of that once again uh, to help the Harbor Freight workbench be beefy. So I don't have any workbench in my garage now because I I completely tore down the Harbor Freight one. Um, And it's made okay, just by the way. uh, I I was kind of wondering how cheesy it would be. It's it's okay. It's not uh, a bad table for the money, I think. but my my work chop that I have now is extremely thick, and I wanted to cut it up to fit inside the Harbor Freight 
tabletop looks like it's really super thick but it's actually got a uh, like a picture frame border around it so you flip it over and you've got this this empty space so I filled that up with the thickness of my old worktop so I just want to add that weight to it and anyway so I got that done I'm starting to clean it up and that was um, it was a lot of fun I, I'm, I'm enjoying that I think I was telling you guys that uh, the workbench that I have currently in my garage is probably the fourth time I will be using parts of that from a workbench I found a long time ago that I've remade it and remade it and remade it, cut it down to different sizes. So yeah, it's kind of fun upcycling my workbench into different iterations of said workbench. Yeah, man. Hmm. I like that. We had a whole conversation. I, I know we keep referencing this, but I think this was an interesting point. I mentioned that Bill's table saw is positioned so that when the garage door is open and you're facing into the garage, the table saw is the first thing that, that is there, meaning that you take your material from the outside and you push it over to the table saw towards the back of the garage, whereas in mine, it's the opposite. You have to bring your material into the garage, and then as you cut it, you're pushing it out of the garage. And, uh, and, and Bill had a very good reason for doing, the, doing it the way he does it. Um, in that, uh, well, tell them, tell them why you do it that way. Well, I mean, when I, when I first set up the garages, when I was building Casey's first salon and I was building big things, uh, my garage is okay width-wise, but it's very low. I mean, it's, it, it's I'm thinking maybe seven foot tall. So having wow. larger pieces of, of uh, like ply, you know, a full sheet of plywood, dragging it in, trying to flip it around, get it stationed around, from the back yeah. of the garage going out, it, it didn't work out well. And Phil, you had mentioned mm-hmm. I, I kind of use my California weather as a crutch, and that's true. Uh, it, 99% of the time, I can be out in my driveway, stack up all my wood. I've got it there. I can even leave it out overnight and not have to worry about oh it my getting God. ruined. You know, not this time of year, but I mean, many, many times of the year. So I, I can just take it from the outside and push it in. Um, the table saw being on wheels now makes it to where I, it, it won't be in the way anyway. Plus, I like the closer to the, the opening of the garage. Also, it's easier to clean because I can blow it out. You know, I, all the sawdust. Okay. I don't have I, I rarely use my vacuum underneath it like I should to kind of collect some of the dust. I don't have dust collection. So when I don't, because I don't use the table saw a lot, or at least I'm not using a lot of material when I do use it. So I can just take whatever's okay. on the ground, sweep up the majority, and then just take my little shop blower and blow it out in the driveway. And then eventually the wind, because I live on a court, so I have the vortex from Hades that, that whooshes around in my driveway in the evening time. And it'll get rid of most of the sawdust anyway. So Yeah. You know, I totally the Hades vortex. Yeah, I, yeah, that's I have one of those in my driveway, but it puts it all in the corner of my driveway, so it takes all the neighbor's stuff and puts it there. I'm on the other I, side. I of have it. leaves from trees I've still not found yet. I don't know where yeah. these trees exist, but the leaves are in my driveway. <laughs> yeah. That is a song lyric. Yeah. Leaves from trees that I have not found yet. Yeah. Tim, write that down. I'm on it. That's a country. That's the top forty hit. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I have my shop set up the same way with the table saw like that, and it was for the same reason that, you know, my ceilings are a little higher than yours maybe, but not much. Uh, where the doors would actually be the lowest place, of course. But, um, but yeah, mm-hmm. it's like it's all the big stuff coming in. It, it's just, it just comes off the truck and goes right across the table saw. Right. right you know, and, but what then I also have done since I keep my planer down there, of course, um, and now I have the bigger one, you know, this there. And then I have the, the jointer I put there as well and a chop saw. So all, like, the big messy woodworking tools are right by that garage door. And I do have dust collection, but it doesn't really work great. It's not a very good dust collector. And there's always a mess no matter what. And now it's just all that's right in front of the door, you know. So See, the, it does the majority of the things that make sawdust, my, two, my spindle sander, my belt sander, and my planer I now have on one cart. And so when, if, if the weather permits, I can actually take those just put them out in the driveway then i don't hook up the dust collection but if i do right. have to i do with those i will hook up because i got the the connectors on the back that fit my shop back i just yeah stick the shop back on the back of it and wait right i'm i have that same rigid spindle sander as right. you that we're we we're telling phil to buy and so yeah i have a shop valve hooked up to that and then i have the cnc as my other major dust collector but that has a decent dust collector on it I have right. two of them. Mm. I have, and it's actually, you know, I, I have the um, the Harbor Freight one hooked up to my CNC, and it works fine. It's not perfect, but it works fine. And um, and then uh, Chris Cute had given me a slightly smaller upright dust collector. It's made by that company that I'm not a fan of, 
Uh, <laughs> but uh, but he was like, hey, do you want this? It's too big for my shop. I don't really need it. He brought it to me. It was like, you know, super nice. And I'm very appreciative of it. But it's not as good as the Harbor Freight one, which is crazy. And it's like more of a quote. Most people brand like that Harbor Freight one. I think there's some uh, yeah. few minor upgrades. They put a better filter on it or something like that. But other than that, um, most people like it for a smaller shop. It's, in- it's incredibly good for the price. You know, it's like it's less than two hundred bucks. Yeah, it sucks. It sucks. Exactly. It totally sucks. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I for it was less than two hundred bucks. It's it's unbelievable, and it's I've had the thing for, got five years now. I can't beat that. I just Jackpot, I don't I can't yeah. justify dust collection. I've got a twelve or fifteen by yeah. eighteen garage. No There's shop no vac, reason. just a shop yeah. vac. You know. Yeah. I, I, well, my shop vac, and then, like I said, I have that Dewalt battery powered. Uh, blower like a leaf blower and i just when i'm done right out in the driveway and yeah. i'm good so yeah that so for me most of the time that door has to stay closed right. yeah. yeah so i have i got a dust collector it was like a one horse nothing crazy because i only ever have one machine hooked up to it basically just the table saw and uh and i've got a air cleaner and so That's... i have to and especially since the garage is connected to the house. Right. So when it was really dusty at the beginning of my quote-unquote career, eight quotes, I mean air quotes, uh, I'd be tracking wood dust into the house, and that was mm-hmm. not good. Not good for the old marriage. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's marriage for Americans. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So now, like, basically nothing. And in the springtime, I've got my, I've got my big plug-in blower that blows everything out. But during the winter, I can uh, I can woodwork and the shop stays pretty clean, so it's pretty good. Hmm. Well, room was the only I mean, uh, space was the only thing keeping me from really doing things in the garage without having the door open, and uh, that's what I'm trying to attempt to do now is to create more space. I'm not building gigantic yeah. things now, and if I do, I can time it to where I can go out in the driveway if I have to. But for the most part, you know, cigar box, guitar, or a little box or something like that, and it's. I, I, I would rather but have the room. the same thing for me. That's why. Yeah, mm. yeah. So. But, like, now I will be building bigger things. Um, I'll be doing some cabinets. But if I can't get the plywood over to the table saw, which I think might be an issue with, like, eight-foot length, I'll just break it down first with the track saw on the sawhorse. I, yeah, I do that anyways just because, I mean, if it well, if it's, like, quarter inch or something, I'll run that across the table saw. But, yeah, yeah. But the, the three-quarter inch and half-inch stuff, I break that down with a, with a skill saw first anyways. Yeah. Because it's just it's dangerous and difficult to, and you're more likely to not, not on that table saw you have now, bro. You're just having you're having nightmare residue from that little tiny oh, no, table it's saw not. with a it's, stand on it. That's that's not the problem. the The problem is, um, well, since I put the bigger jointer in, that gets in the way a little bit, or the planer rather. But uh, the problem is just getting it up and, and keeping it straight against the fence and getting a nice straight cut when you're trying to run a whole eight foot piece down in the in the I just don't really have the like if I'm only cutting like four inches off on one side then the other side is like gonna hit the drill press or hit something you know if I'm cutting right down the middle I can do it on the table saw pretty safely. it's weird just, it's but. weird to think that you don't have enough room in your shop yeah I currently hate you <laughs> well I have the um I have the a pole like a like a load-bearing post on one right. side of it. We all have a pole, Tim. You don't have to brag. <laughs> load-bearing? <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs> but So I have this post on one side and then and then you know, like a wall on the other side. By the <clears throat> So kind of it kind of limited where I could put my table saw. So I put it where I got the most range, but there's still... Then I went and I moved another cabinet to put in it. Now it's... Yeah, if, you, if you've got limitations, then you're going to have to break it down. Um, yeah. But, as but far I just... As- I find with three-quarter inch plywood, I you know if I need like a thirty-inch piece, I'll, I'll go cut a thirty-one-inch piece, you know, off of it on the, in the driveway, with, and then clean it up on the table saw just to make life easier. Right. You know? I, I do that I mean, on the table saw because yeah. I get what you're saying. When you have to lift it up and then try and guide it through that first foot or so, a, keeping it up against the fence straight. Yes. Right. So what I'll do is my first cut, I'll make I'll make two or three inches wider than what I need just to get it through there, and that. That's yeah. basically tearing it down or, or, you know, getting it started. Then when I flip it around, or then when I then when I go through the second time, I've got much, it, it just seems like it works a lot easier. It's easy, easier. Fact, yeah. yeah. I did that in this, uh, uh, I was filming today as part of, the, of, of this t- uh, shop table build, and my top, my tabletop for my old bench is, it was big and it's heavy. It's a really, really thick particle board, and um, 
I just I just muscled it up onto the thing, pushed it through wider than I needed. Then I set the the edge to where I wanted it, cut it a little bit closer, spin it around, and then cut it again. Hmm. I mean, it, it, yeah, but you know, you naturally have a lot more muscle than. Uh, <laughs> the, than, than, than Tim, not me. I'm, I would, I'm huge. I, I but, would agree uh, with you, know you if you would say more mass. I don't know about muscle. Yeah. Well, there's. I'm sure there's a good blend of something in there. Um, why don't, don't you even talking, Tim? Tim, for, what for, are you up to? <laughs> why, why don't you, Why don't you go next, Phil? Because mine's going to lead into our topic. Oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, um, way to just blow it there, Phil. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if I came up with anything yet. I wasn't prepared for that. Uh, what did I do this week? I did mostly, uh, mostly home repairs uh, stuff. I did some spackling, some hole repairs. Do you guys find that uh, that you got? You probably don't have this bill, but Tim, you must get like some uh, some nail pops. Oh yeah. Every yeah. once in a while, your Jiprock. Yeah. So I don't even like. I was like, why is the house moving so much? Just just settle down. Yeah. You're an old house. Where are you going? Yeah. Like, why do these nail pops keep happening to me? So, uh, so I had to house, fix a few of those. Out here, they use sheetrock screws, so that doesn't happen. Up here, uh, houses move a lot. You're you're getting much more yeah, stability. You get, the, we, you'll, uh, you'll get the sheetrock screw pop too. Yeah, yeah. Really? that's what's popping because it's because the wood's yeah. moving. It's not the it's not the nail coming out. It's the wood moving and expanding yeah. the track, pushing it. The wood saying, "Get off of me! Yeah. Just get out." Yeah, so I've fixed a few of those that you know that have been lingering and stuff, and uh, and as it turns out, I wasn't so good at closing my spackle. So somebody dry. Do you find that it like dries up every once in a while? I have to get a new one anyway. It gets moldy story. too sometimes. Like it gets all yes, it's disgusting. Yes. Yeah. So I had a big. Remember, I had to do that repair like last year, and I bought a big thing of like mud. Yeah. And I think this is gonna this is gonna last me for the rest of my life. Once Sweet. you open it and use it, you're done. You, you pretty much yeah. don't try and save it because. This it got moldy yeah. and liquidy and disgusting, and I was like, "You have to go." Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what it's made out of. I remember the first time I opened up a can I had sitting around for a year or so, and and I I, yeah. I couldn't. Bl- I was like, "How does?" I didn't expect anything. I got at the hardware store to grow mold. You know. Yeah. <laughs> well, you you got the box like one, right with the uh, plastic liner inside. No, this looked like a little mini bucket. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, just a little a white bucket. Yeah, and this. No, it was big. It was like. You know, I yeah. would say probably a oh, gallon, one gallon, bucket. gallon. Yeah, bucket. that was the when yeah. I did the Here room comes, I'm in now. It comes yeah. in a uh, like a cardboard box. It's got a plastic bag inside, um, and some of them are smaller. Uh, but but most often, like if I know if I'm not sure how big the job I'm going to do is, I just buy it because it's like you know four dollars for that big box. I mean, it's really inexpensive. So you buy the big uh-huh. one just in case you need it. But if you don't use it all, man, just get rid of it because there's. It does all kinds. Of, yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't uh, stay well. It doesn't. Uh, what do you call it? Preserve. It doesn't well. keep. It doesn't keep. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Hey, yeah. It doesn't hey, keep well. Not to interrupt your. I want you to keep going, but it, you reminded me of a because you guys. I don't get the the, the pops on my jip rock if that's what you said. Um, but here's what I do. Yeah. I do go. To, I like you making fun of me. That's fun. <laughs> I do yeah. go. To, this is a funny story. I do go to the bathroom, and I have since I was a little kid. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Just, just listen. Just listen. I have since I was a little kid. When I go to the bathroom, I yeah. put my hand in front of me on the wall, and that's how I steady myself. It, it doesn't matter what else I'm doing. That's a thing that I do. In my bathroom, right. my owners have done uh, the owners of my house. They uh, they're an older couple, and they do all the the repairs in the sheetrock every time it's a rental house. So when somebody moves out, they do all the jip rock pop repairs themselves. So I'm. I've noticed now it's been a few years, and this just happened recently. While I'm steadying myself, while I'm going to the bathroom, there's this little, I can now see with the light, there's this little indentation of sheetrock, right? Which shape of your hands. Over. And I'm like, huh, it's not shaped like a hand. It's not shaped like a hand. There's a little indentation right about where my thumb is. And so yeah. I started, like, touching it with my thumb the last few times. And then last week, I just pushed on it a little too hard and about a quarter size hole just appeared out of nowhere while I was going to the bathroom and I'm like oh that must have been a jip rock pop repair thing whatever are you making fun of me is, is jip rock a Canadianism did you guys it, not say jip rock oh, that's, that's uh, well, she, it's just a brand she rocks a brand no, name gypsum, gypsum, gypsum yeah. is what they make sheet rock out yeah. of well so we have a brand called jip rock I guess you have a brand called Sheetrock. Sheet yeah, but I've heard it called Sheetrock before because all no, the Sheetrockers sheet, in America sheet are Canadian. Comes in, there's many brands that make Sheetrock, and 
Sheetrock okay. is made from gypsum, so I'm I yeah. I've no doubt that they might have one called Jiprock. Yeah, that's all. It just struck me as a little bit funny. I've never heard somebody say that Jiprock. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I have. But if you Q-tips, if, I use Q-tips. You guys use those? <laughs> no, I use. You guys san- use Kleenex? I use sanitary I'm swabs, saying. and I, and I use tissues yeah, exactly. on my yeah, nose. I use, uh, I use tissues. Do you use and I hang, and I hang drywall, is is the non brand name. Drywall, yes, drywall, yes. Yeah. You're welcome. Thanks, man. She anyway. Rock Association of America. <laughs> Jeff Rock. Yeah, <laughs> they always they they always like a thousand bucks for all the times we said their name. A million. I mean, one million. One million dollars. Or six um, six buckets of spackle unopened. Yeah, honestly, yeah. that was ridiculous. I I was creeped out by that. I was like, what? Yeah, the? yeah, it's gross. It's all black and weird and well, liquidy. It's already kind of gelatinous to add the other stuff to it. But this was like, it, at least before, it's it feels like mud, right? It's a consistent thickness. This was it was thicker on the bottom, liquidy on top. Anyways, let's. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna power I, through. I don't use the word the H word that often, but I hate everything about hanging drywall in mudding and nail. Yeah. I hate everything about it. I, yeah, it's I'm the worst. I'm not good at it. I have no patience for it. It. It's, I truly believe it is one of the toughest trades to be good at. I, I disagree. I I think it's just like anything. I think the, the guys that are good at it make it look easy and then you try it and you realize that no this is yeah, another skill not. that you have to build so it's you're like oh screw this there's no way I'll ever learn it but you can You do, if you I promise you Phil if you did like if you resheet rocked or jip rocked or whatever <laughs> if you hung enough drywall to cover up all of Thank your you. garage you would be good at it by the time you got done that part's that's not the hard part the hard part is the mudding to get like good, smooth, clean walls. Right, and that's what that I'm saying. Like if totally you do the whole even. thing, a whole garage worth of, of doing the seams and adding the paper on it, you would end up being pretty good. Not as much as a professional because these guys know what they're doing and it's an art form. They, right. they make it look like... But that's yeah. that's my point, yeah. right? I think there's like a muscle memory to it and there really is an art to it versus like an electrician, a plumber. There's a, there's a manual you can go to. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that that stuff doesn't necessarily have to be pretty. It has to be to code. Whereas Ooh. mud people, <laughs> no. No, no. those you, guys work there's so an aesthetic, hard. There's an aesthetic. Just because to mud you can't you see it, it doesn't mean they don't make it. A look lay pretty. person can look at a wall and say that wasn't done properly. No one's going to look at your receptacle and say that wasn't done oh, properly. Oh no, you didn't. You know what? Gib Clark is never helping direct, you again. Direct all your complaints yes, to Phil at Recline. <laughs> I don't want to hear council.com. <laughs> All of these it's, things are skills. They are. And and for people that do electricity a lot, they're, they're, I promise you, they see an art form to it. It's a different it. skill. Uh, no no question there's an art form. Mm-hmm. You know, you get good at twisting the wire, but I'm saying... <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It wasn't meant to be... How about digging ditches? Is that a skill? Because <laughs> you're really good at it. I know. It. I'll dig my way out. I'm gonna, All right, Wesley. I'm going to apologize. I'm going to apologize to you for Phil now too, Wesley Treat, because I'm sure he offended you. He's not an electrician. <laughs> All right, Tim, you say words now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this just didn't uh, go the way I thought it was going to go. <laughs> this did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Yeah. In my mind, you were just going to agree with me, but all right, that happens. I, well, I, I've dabbled in all of those things, you know, in plumbing and electrical and all, and, I, and I'm terrible at all of it, and I'm the first to admit it because it, it's I can get the job done. Like, I can wire an outlet, but any electrician is going to come in and be like, oh, you're not an electrician. I'm going to look at it. I'm going to tell because there is, there's a, like, it doesn't make sense. Like, they have, like, a really good electrician. And, you know, and it's, and it is, like, maybe, you know, when you walk into a room, you see the sheetrock, and, and you don't see what's behind the electrical panel. But if you've ever opened up an electrical panel that's some idiot like me wired, you can see it instantly that there's there's a, a lack of, of artistry to it, you know. Yes, but my wife wouldn't. No. She would see the bad wall. Uh... Yeah, no, I think your I think your wife would like if you look like I have lights I put up in the my my basement ceiling here and it you know my wife knows that an electrician didn't put them in it's not just because they weren't there before but because the wires are all messed up that yeah, the sparking up nice, is, uh, the, you know? the fire well, have a little yeah. pride in your the work fire, I think yeah. we all know that I wasn't being insulting to electricians yeah, anyways no, we on. we do but we're gonna dig it anyways <laughs> yeah. all right then um 
So texting Gib after this episode. <laughs> just say don't listen. This one's this don't one's listen terrible. to this one. <laughs> no, I, I think everybody knows what you're saying, but it just it was funny the way you said it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and you would not have let Bill get away with it. That's true. So fair enough. <laughs> Okay, so what am I working on? Um, I just finished up this six-string bass guitar that was a custom build. It's not quite done yet because I like to, I like to let them sit for a week or so and then go through the setup again. But it's basically done, and um, I, you know, got some other guitars I'm working on, and then I have this, uh, the electric pipa that uh, I'm working on. The pipa is a, a traditional Chinese instrument, but I'm making, I think I mentioned it last week, I'm making this like weirdo five-string electric version, and it's going to have like a skeleton body to it. And so I, I was kind of, I cut up a, a mock-up of the body out of MDF of my CNC file to start experimenting with how I'm going to do this, this skeleton body out of aluminum and, uh, and put it all together and, you know, and problem-solve the CNC file in MDF first. So there's a couple things I had to change, yada, yada. I get to this point where um, I'm bending some aluminum. I, I went to my local steel yard where they have like the you pick it kind of section. There's this whole area that's labeled aluminum and I go in and I grab this like 12 foot stick of one inch thick, quarter inch thick, one inch wide rather, aluminum, bring it home, mm -hmm. cut it, I bend it, looks good. And I'm like, okay, now I need to TIG weld a couple spots together on it. Um, and I have in the back of my head that I, my my neighborhood kid, he, he grew up with my daughter, and now he's in his early 20s, and and uh, he is a certified welder, and um, and he he's a good kid, and and um, I I know he's there, and I, I follow him on Instagram, so I see his welds, and he's doing like the pipe welds all the way around the pipes, the perfect beads, and you know stacking dimes, all that. He's he's a great welder, so I have that in the back of my head. I'm like maybe I'll I'll get, you know, my buddy Kevin to to do this and I'll, I'll get him in my YouTube video. It'll be fun, you know? Um, but I wanted, of course, to try and do it myself because I do have a TIG welder and I did once successfully take aluminum. But I know it's tricky and it wasn't very pretty. So I'm like, well, let me see how bad I am. Grab two pieces of scrap. Let me see if I can get a halfway decent looking bead. And uh, I try it and I, not only can I not get a good looking bead, I can't even get these two pieces to stick together. So, uh, so I'm like, well, that's okay. I'll go to my ace in my sleeve. Call up Kevin. He's like, yeah, anytime this weekend, bring them all over. We'll knock it out. Take 20 minutes. You know, I'm like, great, perfect. So I bring it over. We're hanging out, you know, show it to him. He, he sets up and he, he goes to start welding it. I got cameras rolling. I'm all excited. I'm asking him questions. I'm like, I'm going to learn. I'm going to teach my audience. This is going to be great. And he starts to weld it and he tacks it. And then he starts going into put to run his bead down the seam. And it's not like coming out good. And he's getting a little frustrated. He's like, I don't, he's like, I don't know. This is weird stuff. You know, and, uh, and and then he looks at his first weld, and he's like, "Wait, this is cracked. It's like coming apart." And and then he's and he'd even said when he picked it up, he's like, "Whoa, this is some pretty hefty aluminum." I'm like, yeah, it's great, you know. But so he's like looking, and now the weld isn't working. And so uh, first, I'm feeling better about myself because he's having the same problems I have. And he's like, "Well, he's like, oh, <laughs> aluminum's tricky." But then I'm like, kind of like, "Well, why? You know what?" But now because Kevin understands metallurgy, he's actually a welder. He took the classes. He has a certificate. He knows how to problem solve his way through this where I don't. I'm like, oh, metal melt, hot. You know, it's like all I know. And it's a try colder, metal not stick. That, you know, I just, I don't know how to think about it. And uh, so he goes, he just goes randomly. He picks up a magnet, puts it on this aluminum, and it sticks to it. And so that's why the title <laughs> of the episode is Magnetic Aluminum. Uh, so uh, it's not supposed to stick to aluminum. So he's like, wait a minute, this is ferrous. There's iron in this. So we, we try to Google it. There's no markings on this metal, of course, so we don't know, you know, what it is. But we've now Kevin has figured out it's not aluminum. It's an alloy of some sort that has iron in it, which is why the welds wouldn't work. So he goes, he switches the setup to from, you know, AC to DC current, which, you know, if you're welding aluminum, you do one, whatever. And he switches his tungsten, all this stuff. And he starts, boom, perfect beads. And so he solved this problem that I couldn't solve, which got me thinking to our topic of like when do you call the professional like and actually it kind of ties in what phil was talking about like sheetrocking and and even plumbing it's like when is it because i mean we're all as makers we all want to do it ourselves but how many times have we basically worked ourselves in circles for hours when like that one phone call or that one piece of professional advice could have you know solved the problem you know i, I mean i know i'm not alone in that like we all want to do it ourselves or, or am i <laughs> yes no, 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 of course not. We definitely yeah. all want to do it ourselves. It's part of, you know, the, I think the drive that, that pushes us to do what we do. Um, I know for me, I take great pride in being able to fix all the small problems in the house, to be, 
you know, my kid's superhero, my wife's superhero that, you know, can just take care of all the problems. Um, but I, um, I obviously sometimes run into problems where it's above my pay grade or, you know, I, I just need that second opinion. There was an example of, um, of that that happened, I think maybe a year into us buying our house. Um, I had, and when we first moved in, I had changed, actually it must have been right after we bought the house. When we moved in, uh, people who decorated the house had a very funky sort of sense of style. And just about all of the outlets and outlet covers were all gray, like a, like a dark gray. Hmm. And I basically went around the whole house and changed them all out for white. And at the same time, thinking ahead that we would have kids, I made sure that they were like the safety, uh, the safety outlets. You know, like you, you have to push hard to get a prong into it because there's a little plastic flap on the inside. It's not right. just a straight yeah. through. Yeah. Um, anyways, I'm glad I actually did that. But um, anyways, so at one point, I don't know what happened, but one of the, and I didn't, I didn't pinpoint it to that exercise, but. I, I tripped a breaker and I didn't realize what it was until I went into the shower and we have a light in ours and, and you couldn't, cause it's, just, it's a whatever, it's just an alcove kind of shower um, and, and I couldn't get the light on. Every time I hit the light, the trip, the, the, a breaker would trip and I didn't know what I was doing. I had no idea how to troubleshoot this whole thing. This was like well before any of the, you know, quote unquote experience I have now. So I called a buddy of mine who was a journeyman electrician at the time, he's a master now. Um, and he came out, and within half an hour, he localized it to the uh, light switch in my in my closet. And what had happened was there's a screw for the ground prong, for the ground um, cable, and I had left it unscrewed too far, and it was making contact with the, with the casing hmm. with the box, and so it was tricking it was, it was triggering the breaker every single time. And he's like, all you do is screw this down. And uh, and so every time I see him at a party now, he's like, "Don't forget to tighten up that ground." And I was like, "Oh, that's funny." Yeah. Um, anyways, <laughs> so so I had to. Uh, there was a learning lesson, not not in what it is that I mistake doing, but that just call a pro if there's something that's wrong. Like it was well worth the money to bring him out. You know what I mean? Like it that could have been months of me having of, of being pridefully stubborn. And just having a, a no light in the shower. Like a dark shower is not a fun thing, you know? I mean, wink, sometimes it can be. But for the most part, you just want to get clean in there, you know what I'm saying? So uh, so what I'm saying is, is call a pro when you just don't know. Okay, so... Hey, that's a good slogan. Wait a minute. So call a pro when you want to not get clean in the dark shower? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Um, call a pro when you just don't know. Right. That's what I'm saying. I, you know, honestly, for me, with with what I do, it's a catch-22 because I know at work when it's – I don't have pride issues. I know what I can and cannot do. So when I come across something, it's like, no, nope, I'm not even going to touch that. Even if I do know how to do something, if it has to be up to code, if it has to be done correctly, like I can't just fudge it, I call somebody. So I have that – in me already it's like it's not a pride thing man just don't even mess with that let's get it done right the first time and move on it's it's more effective mm -hmm. it's more efficient it saves money in the long run all that good stuff so you'd think i would follow that advice when i get home and it's the opposite because it's the opposite because every time i've called a, a, i've come across something it's like you know what i could probably figure this out maybe if i'm lucky but that's not the right way to do it let me call somebody let me let me get a contractor out here let me get a vendor out here that's going to do this thing right well now i get to hang out with them and I've, i'm a professional not look over your shoulder and bug you but i can still talk and be interesting and learn right so i think yeah now i think i know the thing that i didn't know before the guy got there so at home, I'm like, yeah. wait, I remember when Jim did this. This ain't that hard. I could do this. Yeah. And it's, yes. So, yeah, you got to remember because it, I don't know, it, sometimes it, it'll take a long time for you to, to really suck it up and say, I got to get help. And other times you'll come across something that's scary. And it's like, I don't want to mess with this. I don't, you know, that's, that's beyond my... That's beyond my scope of uh, uh, expertise there. And I, I, need, I need a helping mm. hand. I am okay with basic electric, with mains electric. I'm okay with it. It's, I mean, it's only 110 volt. For the most part, I am not scared of it. The thing that freaks me out the most, though, is plumbing. Plumbing, I will 
not mess with at all. Because worst case with electric, you get a little buzz or a tri- uh, you know breaker trips. Worst thing that happens with water is you've just ruined your house, and I don't have idiot insurance. Well, what so. what are you afraid of specifically with plumbing? Like you you put something all together, <coughs> you don't know that when you when you get everything going again that it's leaking slowly, and then a week later yes. you see the damage. Correct. Well, you're not supposed to because do that. You're not supposed to do plumbing and then just assume that it works. You're supposed to check it for leaks. That's how I live my life. <laughs> <laughs> I just fix things and assume they're fine. Okay. Um, but I, I'm, I'm trying to take that away goes. your fear because there's really it, – it, it's that one step. It's like, okay, put it together, turn it on, let it run. Spend five minutes lying on the floor looking at the P-trap. And while the hot water's running, and see if it develops a leak. That's that's what you do. What what, and, uh, what other plumbing I'm things not, do you I think wouldn't you wouldn't use, like? Well, I mean, I wouldn't because I wouldn't be brazing connections, right? So I'd be using those quick connects, right? Like a compression fitting. Okay. Mm. And and they fail over time. Sometimes sooner rather than later. Or I don't know. I haven't really come across too many problems. I did fix one P trap at my in laws' place, but I knew they were selling the place, so I wasn't too worried about that. Um, <laughs> I haven't had too many plumbing issues in my house, to be honest with you. I just feel like that's the one area where I would want to bring in a pro because um, because mistakes would be much more costly. Well, and again, I'm trying to figure out exactly what you're talking about. You t- were you talking about uh, repairing a leaky faucet or the fact that your your all the pipes leading to the supply lines are corroded. I agree with you. I wouldn't want to do that either. But if it's... But if it's replacing a faucet that's leaking or uh, just about most household plumbing, you I already know you have the skills to do that. You shouldn't be afraid of it. Yeah, I've done some stuff. I guess it's more like like bigger water supply stuff. Like, you know, you're right. Faucets and, uh, you know, uh, all those things and spigots and all that stuff, you can the, turn off the water for it. It's not a problem. Right. You know what? You're absolutely right. I had nothing to be afraid of. You know what? A, bi- a big part I'm of it for gonna... me is uh, the location of it. If, it. if it's really difficult to reach at and, like, it's in a wall somewhere and you have a hard time seeing and reaching, that's when I don't want to do it because that's where I'm more concerned about if there is a leak, I might not know it because I, I don't know how to check it right. I mean, I, yeah. I do know how to check it right. It's like you dry it and you wait to see if it gets wet again, in theory. You know what I mean? But, yeah, that's where there's a little more fear. But if it's, like, there's... underneath your sink, you, you can see there's, it there. There's you know not I mean? often, though, where yeah. I think that we have... Uh, issues in our walls, right? I mean, I can't think right. of my entire... Because the connections are outside of them, usually. Yeah. You know? I mean, it's yeah. it's it's usually once the pipe... Like, I, I, I get what you're saying about the packs and the, the Quick Connect stuff that they're using in newer homes and stuff now. I don't know if it's all that big out here. Um, but once you sweat pipe, it's the, the odds of that copper coming loose and, and getting a leak, not that it doesn't happen, but I just mean it's not it's not common for the most, for the average homeowner. Mm-hmm. So what you really fix, I mean, even putting in a water heater is not that big of a deal. Yeah. I've had some leaks, like not from my own work, but just in general. I had, um, I don't know, I had had a couple of leaks that I had to fix. Like, uh, I don't know if you guys still have this, but there's a hot water tap, you know, so it's like uh, it came with the house. They were popular in the 90s. It's like always ready, hot, like boiling hot water just from a tap next to the faucet in the kitchen. Nope. Never heard of that. You don't have that? No. You know either? It was a thing here in the nineties. No, we like have in Montreal. Where's the like supply come tea? from? Tea? I mean, what the? I mean, I have a hot knob yeah, and a cold tea. knob, but so this is like one more, and it looks like a tiny separate faucet, and it's always ready boiling water. There's a boiler under the sink, and oh. it's just kept oh, boiling like water. Oh, like an instant water heater. Yeah. So you just turn it, and you could fill up for a coffee or a tea or whatever. Oh. And and that was that was and we never used it because we don't make instant coffee, right? We've got like a, whatever, like a drip or whatever, um, and so we never used it. But it was just still connected. Anyways, I learned that these quick connects fail because there was a drip in my basement. I, I didn't notice that it was going through. Um, so that one happened, and there was a drip. Some where else was there a drip? Oh. I thought it was a drip, but it wasn't. It was galvanic corrosion that was calling, causing mold. Yeah. So that was the last thing that I fixed. I thought it was water, but it wasn't water. See, if you've it made those two repairs, too- those are probably some of the more difficult repairs that a homeowner would do. If you've already done that, 
I can't see yeah. why you'd be afraid of anything. You're right. I'm basically a superhero. You kind of are. I should get a like a cape and a secret yeah. identity. Probably. Yeah. I, should probably I appreciate the confidence building, Bill. That's really very kind of you. I don't deserve it. We can call you Phil Man Super or PMS for short. God. So back to back to making. <laughs> stuff. Yeah, let's talk about making yeah. stuff and bring, less about menstruation. Right, let's bring it back to the workshop a little bit. Um, one of the great things about, you know, our day and age is that when you if you're making a box and you don't know how to do a joint, you can go on YouTube and there's like an expert there and like that content yeah. is already there for the most part. Um, but do you guys ever find yourself like not going there and like just like trying to figure something out on your own? Like just as for like five get... seconds. Really, that's and it. And then I remember. Well, I remember that I have the sum of all human information in my pocket. So yeah, I I don't know if it's a generational thing. I mean, not that I'm that much older than yeah, you, but I still I, so I I will. I don't think that way. Is... Doing something I could have looked up in three seconds. Nah, I got no patience for that. Right away, someone did this already. Yeah, some sometimes like, I think that way, but then other times I kind of forget. Still, I don't even know if it's forget, some... but once you're in it, like once like. I, even even making those you know the, the the cut mistakes with material right where you just cut something wrong I've done that three times because I've I've either written it down wrong so it's not that I'm actually making the, the wrong cut but the information was wrong to begin with but I'll keep doing it over right. and over again without stepping back you know just trying to figure out what's going on um, but as far as like certain joinery or certain types of builds or certain techniques I, I spend too many times where I've stumbled through it because I'm already started and it's like, oh, I can get this. I can get it. No, I can get it. No, I can get it. So it doesn't dawn on me that I've been doing it for this long instead of looking it up real quick to, to figure out what I'm doing wrong. You're just in the yeah. moment, you know? So, and then you look up and it's like, oh my gosh, it's been an hour and a half. I better go watch the Spagnolo video and get this done right. You know? I, a part of what attracts me to this profession is problem solving. You know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. like, there's sometimes okay. like... I like I like I like just figuring stuff out, and uh, and there's been many many times that I've like figured stuff out, and then because I share a lot of it on YouTube, like I'll put it in the video, and then there'll be that one comment like, oh, why don't you just do this? It's like because you didn't tell me to do that. <laughs> like, I, didn't, I didn't think of that, you know. I remember putting a video out about I had I had 50 tabletops that I had to cut to size. They fit inside angle iron frames, so they had to be precise, you know. And um, and so I just put this video up. Like after doing like 20 of them, I had a system I thought was pretty good of. Because I was squaring them up with a skill saw, and so I had made you know basically like a story stick and this and that. So I just put up this quick like two minute video like, hey, this is how I'm doing this. I I, I work off this edge. I do this. I do that. I cut. And then uh, there was one comment was, why don't you just make a track for your saw? You know? Yeah. Because you didn't tell me to, and I didn't I didn't take two seconds to look at what other people did to solve it. Like that's a better solution. So some like my solutions aren't always the best. You know what I mean? But they're mine. And uh, and some you know. But then it's like sometimes it's like instantly outdated <laughs> I, I don't know if this is the same for you guys but I am a YouTube junkie and so I find a lot of the times I'm watching solutions to problems that I might encounter later even if you don't and know that it'll come never, up when you yeah, yeah exactly like I watch everything like I am so into like DIY builds um, electronics, hockey video, like I'm just on YouTube constantly. Like whenever I've got ten minutes on the crapper, I I do not allow my own personal thoughts to invade my space. They are now <laughs> occupied by YouTube videos. So like, if there is a problem, I have already watched the solution or at least the germ of the solution somewhere somehow. So I am always in the mind frame of. YouTube. Well, that's, there. that's good. What you're doing, you're a learner. You like learning, you know? Yes, I, guess, I do. And, and they talk about the multiple disciplines of learning. Like, I guess I'm a learner by doing, and you're a learner by researching. I like doing, too. Well, of but course, but you I like do the research when, first, right? You do the research first. The, not necessarily. I don't, it's just, I don't, well, my I don't have the time to do the do all the time, right. so I'm, I'm doing vicariously. Let me ask, when, if you, uh, you're about to, you're going to go swimming. Do you stick your hand in the water to see how cold it is? Or you just dive. I stick my hand. Research. I gotta see. I, Research. I, if yeah. I if I stick my hand in, I won't go in. 
I have to. Uh, I have to just like dive. Oh, I gotta know. I got. What am I diving into? I gotta know. <laughs> this this is fun. I've got a. Uh, I've, I've got a good tip that'll be related to our topic. So. Okay. Is it oh, good. always put your toe in the water? <laughs> <laughs> we get, I think well, I think we well, should probably get to that section. you wrap around a couple of layers of uh, uh, 110 wire, and then you plug it in the water <clears> so <throat> when you stick your toe in, if it actually cuts the grounding <laughs> circuit, you know that it's just the right time. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It'll be hot no matter what. Exactly. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, when else? I'm trying to think of when else I, I needed to give something a second look in the same way with your very strange aluminum ferrous alloy. Um, I, By the way, I'm convinced that that was a manufacturing error and it was no. contaminated at... I don't, I don't think so. It doesn't make any sense. No, I, I, I just, well, we no, just I don't know. As much as we want to think we know everything, Phil, I promise you that is a... There's, somebody's going to know what that particular stuff is used for. Well, I, I looked... I, while we were talking, I googled ferrous aluminum alloy and nothing... Like everything was like aluminum is non-ferrous. Maybe it's not aluminum. Maybe it's altogether not aluminum. Maybe it's an alloy that's not aluminum. I did. Oh, the, I did by the magnesium same. by accident. Well, uh, yeah. No, I better blow up the shop by now. Um, that yeah. that's um, that's what I that's how I searched it first, and I wasn't getting anything. And then I just searched. Um, I searched. Jeez, uh, I forget what the search was, but I came up with Alnico aluminum, nickel cobalt. I think it was that has that's that has iron in it. Um, okay. I think that's what I came up with. I forget. I forget exactly the search. I have to look back on my phone. But at first, I searched like you know, aluminum that a magnet sticks to, and it was like you're a moron was what came back. You know. <laughs> <laughs> and then I and then I typed in aluminum. I think it was aluminum iron alloy. I gotta I gotta do it right now. now I gotta look aluminum okay. iron alloy, and um. Oh, my words were too fancy, new, I guess. There's gizmodo.com has, has a story from 2015. New iron aluminum alloy, strong and light as titanium. Can you mix iron and aluminum? What does it say? If you have more than 10% aluminum by weight, you'll start to form intermetallic phases like FEAL. What is FE's iron, right? Yeah, yeah. iron. Um, Fair. It, it means that you have less than about 10% aluminum by weight, but you'll end up with iron with a bit of aluminum dissolved in it. So even though it looks more like iron, aluminum, it's actually iron with some aluminum in it. I guess so. It's, it's. I don't think that was yours because you were saying it was very light, magnetic pull. Yeah, it didn't feel like, but maybe that's that ten percent. Like the inverse. Maybe just that ten percent. But then here's an aluminum uh, predominant typical. Someone, someone listening to this is just. Someone's gonna know this. Yeah. So one of our listeners is this. pounding their forehead against their iPhone right now, going, "These, these three are morons, <laughs> idiots! <laughs> they have no idea what they're talking about." But apparently, there's something. On the show 20- live. But apparently in 2015, there was some super steel alloy that came out, and I'm wondering if it's that. Um, maybe it's just I like, feel like you'd know. That'd be part of like the signage when you bought it. Right. Super I feel like it, steel alloy. I feel like it wouldn't have been on the discount rack that I shop at. <laughs> <laughs> I'm guessing it's leftover. It's probably a fairly specialty thing. It's a leftover of something. And that place got it, and they just stuck it up there. They didn't even think about it. It's, it's a little... Well, there was... There was this other steel I had gotten there before, and I actually like went back requesting it, and it was a, a square tube that looked like stainless, but it was it was just steel, and it had something in it that gave it like that chromium look on the outside, and uh-huh. it, you could wire brush it. Vanadium. And it was it, it was just you need this to start great... bringing a magnet with you, Tim. Well, no, this stuff was yeah. magnetic, and it was that I've, was steel. I've used it a, a bazillion times. I have more of it. It was just it, it's great. No, what I'm stuff. saying though, stainless. If you thought it was stainless, it would you know, and you check it. If, no, if I knew it wasn't stainless. That was that was you could tell because it had rust on it, but um, oh. but it was but it looks like the finish on it. It's not like that blue gray. It's not it, you know. It's just it's like it has like a shine to it, uh, and it was uh, like I asked the guys like, what is this stuff? And they're like, I don't know. Some kind of alloy. That's like everybody. It came from Krypton. Right. Everybody yeah. just says, ah, it's some kind of alloy. You know? Like, can I weld it? They're like, yep. I'm like, all right. <laughs> they don't Look, care. All I can tell you is this. If you if you do some research and somebody tells you it's just a weather balloon, you need to worry. <laughs> That's right. I crumpled it up and it just came out perfectly flat again. It was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> that was one of the stories. But uh Okay. That's enough of that. Um, yeah. 
Yeah, I can't. I do, uh, okay. if, if someone listening does know what this stuff is, I, please email Phil about it. Especially if you're an electrician. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> or a plumber. Phil at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. <laughs> um, okay, so we're done there. I don't think we, we have, have any. No iTunes re- yeah, reviews. No new reviews. No iTunes review reviews. Nope, so, none. If, so shame on you, audience. Shame. <laughs> and if you're a plumber or an electrician, we don't want to hear from you next week. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think we're gonna get some reviews, all right. <laughs> we're, any reviews, we only read the five stars. So <laughs> five star review. Phil is a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> he has no idea what he's talking about. Yeah. Okay. Um, I I am dying to hear Bill's tip. Yes. Uh, well, okay. So. Part of what we were saying is is doing something, not getting help, uh, going about something maybe the hard way, right? How, how often have we done something and we like, oh my gosh, I just figured this out. Look, it took me an hour and a half to figure this out, but I want to tell everybody, look, if you come across this problem, if you add this piece over here and connect that and then plug it in like this and then if you jumper cable it, blah, 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 it'll work just fine. And then somebody will say, or you could just flip that switch. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So I, I had um, uh, moving, I keep a furniture dolly with me in my garage all the time. I just, you know, the little square with four wheels on it, right? Little, you buy them at Harbor Freight for super cheap. Um, and to move certain things, I would, because uh, sometimes the furniture dolly doesn't fit underneath it, right? And I've only got one. So I remember this one time, and this is, and I just left this tip on my, my video that I'm filming. But one time I had this larger, um, maybe it was a, credenza something of that size piece of furniture I wanted to move I wanted to move it I'm like all right well one dolly isn't going to do the trick so I got some two by fours and I created like a a larger frame to go on top of the dolly so I got about four foot of two by four sticking out of either side of the dolly I I basically increased the area of the dolly right with two by fours and screws and I I built it was nice I did a great job it was kind of weird so I, I wrestled this piece of furniture up on top of it now it's kind of wibbly and warbly and I got it out of the house and I got outside got it through the door lifted it up and my neighbor sees and he comes up hey man you need a hand I say hey thank you so he helps me get it out on the driveway and, and uh, I took it off the dolly he's all you know uh, you didn't have to build all that if you just stick that dolly on one end you can pick up the other end by yourself and you can move yeah, it around just walk it yeah like a wheelbarrow yeah. <laughs> right? And so that's my tip. I was moving my little Harbor Freight bench into view of the camera. And I even mentioned, I said, hey, here's a little tip. If you got one furniture dolly, just put it on one end. That way you can lift up the other end and you can move it around like a wheelbarrow. Exactly. Yeah. But that's an example yeah. of that. When when do you get help? Instead of trying to think you're so smart and you don't want to, you just want to muscle through something and try and figure out this, this great, giant, complicated solution to a very simple problem. Yeah, Rube Goldberg. Uh, the, Rube Goldberg. The, yeah. the the alternative, of course, is just to break your back. I remember, uh, <laughs> and this is a silly one, but um, I bought. I, I initially my, the first uh, drill press I had was one of those like little Mickey Mouse ones. I'm talking like it's it was like real small, and if you wanted to uh, to raise the table to get it closer to the to the quill, I guess whatever. You had to unscrew it and then sort of just shimmy up the table and then tighten it back down again. <laughs> it didn't have that, you know, that that lever that lets you sort of wind it up and down a, the rack and pinion. Anyways, so I got a second one. It's, an, it's the one that I have now, um, and I, I gave the previous one to my brother. Anyways, this is an old school cast iron jet table saw from probably the late '80s, I want to say, and and it's heavy. It is heavy, and I got it from. I got it from this this guy who wasn't home. His wife was home, and it was a basement workshop. And I had to get Oof. it upstairs, and she yeah. she couldn't help me. And so I had to lift this thing up. And obviously I couldn't. So it was one step at a time. Lift one step. Yep. Lift one step. Lift one step. Wrestled it into the car. Got it home. And I was th- I got home. I got home late from work that day because I went to go pick it up at lunchtime. And I got home, I want to say it was 8, 8.30, and I guess I was a little too shy to call anybody to help me move it from the car onto this uh, this cart that I had built that I still have now. It was, the, it was Izzy's flip-top bench, and I had it on the second dedicated part. Anyways, 
I lifted this thing up, straight up, and I put it on this bench where it's sitting now, and I was so proud of myself. The next day, I couldn't get out of bed. Yeah. <laughs> I did. So, I, I think I slipped a disc, or I pinched a nerve, or I did something. But you want to talk about hero syndrome, that was hero syndrome. I learned me a good lesson that day. I, th- I think that's the only Ask way you learn it is like I mean I it took me two times <laughs> <You know? laughs> but I, I that's the only way you learn it like and now I know not to and I, and I always say to myself now when I come to one of those situations because I'm stubborn like you I don't want to ask for help I don't want to wait for somebody I want to get it done now but what I say is that yeah if they could build the pyramids I can get this from here to there on my own but it's not about how strong I am. I'm going to do it without without using my muscle. I'm going to use my brain. And I, find, I figure out some leverage thing or figure out some two-wheel trick like Bill, you know. Because my brain can't lift anything. <laughs> my brain is too weak. I tried. <laughs> it hit my head. <laughs> and oftentimes, too, on bigger things, uh, don't be afraid to take things apart. I, I'm guessing that the, uh, the cast iron top of that probably mm. is only held on by, I don't know, half a dozen screws. This was 8.30 at night. No, no, I get you. Like, I wasn't taking nothing apart. Always yeah. keep a, a couple of tools in your in your car because, you know, if you have a screwdriver oh, and a pair yeah. of pliers, that's that's going to get you 90% of what you need to get done, done. That is a good point, and I will remember it, but I will tell you that I was on my lunch hour, yeah, I and it you. took 35 minutes to get to this yeah. to, to get to this drill press. I wanted it in my car, and I wanted to be back at work so fast. Yeah. Yeah. And I just I paid for it because not only did my did I hurt my back, but also I I pulled a muscle in my groin or something lifting it up oh, those stairs. Oh no! This is before but the I last tell kid, you, right? No. Uh, yes, before okay. the last. So kid. we know everything's so, okay. Then. So it's nothing, all right. nothing's broken. Nothing's broken. But uh, I will tell you, this drill press worth it. It's awesome. <laughs> yeah, a good my worth my it. drill it's press. A beast, man. I, it's a beast. I remember moving my drill press, and, and for the, probably the only time in my life ever I felt like, oh, I might do some damage, not to my back, but to other parts that get damaged lifting heavy things. It was the yeah. only time I'd ever experienced that feeling. I was like, oh, stop, you know. But it's that's the only way to have a drill press, man. It's got <laughs> once you have you got to earn it. Once you have one of these drill presses like that, man. Well, the, is, the bigger one, and I have I have one over my uh, my back there in the corner, and um, same thing. But you just take the head off, you know. Yeah. You take the head off, yeah. and you can you can because I I. What's your answer for everything? <laughs> yeah. Well, Here's it's it's brain. close to what your answer is always biting my head off. So. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. Okay. Good tip. Uh, just take the head off. Um, what grabbed your attention this week? I'm gonna go first because mine's easy. It was a Wesley treat video. You get that? We're, it's like full circle. Yeah. Because you had the... Yeah. Yep. No, we got that? Yeah. All right. What's the treat? It was a good What's video. treat? I'll have to watch it. Yeah. Yeah. I'll have to apologize. Also, read the comments. Read the comments. Yeah. <laughs> um, I guess Tim might as well say stuff now. What grabbed your attention this week? Um, You know the channel Lignum? Right? I know of it, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah, he made a beautiful bass guitar. I watched that. That's pretty much all I watched this week on YouTube. So that's all I got. But it was beautiful and it was worth a watch. It must be. So. It's a long video. Yeah. Yeah, it was a long video. Whole week. Yeah. Whole week. It was, yeah, uh, 142 hours long, I think. Wow. Yeah. Wow, real time. Yeah. Billy Boy. Uh, you what know, got I your watched, attention this week? I, I did watch some videos, but they were gun-related. Um, but the one thing I did do, and I mentioned it last week, and, and I listened to the... Um, uh, newest rebooted Wood Talk uh, episode. It was Rehydrated Toast, is what they named it. And uh, that didn't work for me. I, that did not work for me. I tried to listen to it, and the episode disappeared from my podcast feed. I was only able to see the one that they did in. Uh, I'm glad you fi- see like you November. always did it again, Phil. Just so, you know, that didn't work for me. I tried to listen to their podcast, yeah. but it just <laughs> I just couldn't get into it. You know, they me. lost their mojo. I don't know. They should never have stopped. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. It's all about the plumbing. most recent one for me is the one from November. Uh, no, the most recent one is uh, February 10th. Rehydrated toast. Try restarting. I, I wonder if there's another wood talk in here. 
There is another Wood Talk. It's a MWFP or something, Wood Talk. That's so strange. No. It's okay, Phil. All right. Sorry for interrupting you. Go ahead. Just thank oh, gosh that Mark up. is not an electrician. That's all I got to say. Yeah. Or a plumber. Mm-hmm. <laughs> can, we, can we leave my chops alone for five minutes? Yeah. We're almost done, buddy. You can make it. Okay, thanks. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. What were you listening to? You listened to Rehydrated Toast. That's it. Cool beans. Yeah. Cool beans. Um, our websites, williamlutz.com, timsway.net, newperspectivesmusic.com. Contact us for show topics, suggestions, feedback. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, you can get us on email, info at reclaimedaudiopodcast.com, or you can hit us up at uh, Reclaimed Audio on Twitter. iTunes reviews. Guys, come on. <laughs> come on. Come on. Five stars. We will read it out. Go to reclaimedaudiopodcast.com. Click on that link. It pops open your iTunes. Leave those reviews. Not hard. Patreon.com slash Reclaimed Audio. The best way to keep us on the air. And with only $1 an episode, you get access to the pre-show. And that's where all the magic happens. So, on that note, thank you very much. And have a great week. I like that note. Bye, everybody. Be good.